Yeah. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Is well, it? It's October and it's 75 degrees outside right now. It's set in Montana. I was going to ask how many hours you had played, but I said the wrong words. Oh. <laughs> I had played, I think, almost 12 hours. Oh, that's not bad. That's a good I, start. I spent my whole week just, just playing. Playing Red Dead Redemption 2. And in Call of Duty until um, everyone started unlocking kill streaks, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is why I hate this game. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, it's, because it's, it's um, one of the most, like, bullshit capitalist uh <laughs> fucking um like of all the fps's it is like the one that is most in line with the idea of like uh capitalism and what is the word for uh uh like when you have money you like are in charge oligarchy oligarchy yeah oligarchy it's a fucking oligarchical game because what you level up and you unlock better and better guns um and then those guns are actually better than the ones that come earlier in the game. Uh-huh. So you're rewarded for having play, put more time into the game, which I kind of get, but is annoying when it's a multiplayer game that's supposed to be about skill. Yeah. And then also within the round specifically, you get kill streaks for being the player who has gone the longest without dying. Mm-hmm. And has Your KD the most ratio. Other people. Yeah. Right. So that person who's already doing way better than most other people on the server then gets bonuses that allow them to do even better. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. It's like That's the opposite bullshit. idea of like Mario Kart where the person yeah. at first gets nothing and everyone else gets... Like, yeah. It's not interested in evening the playing field. It's yeah. interested in like... Making dude bros feel good about themselves. Yeah, well, oh yeah, that's the whole point yeah, of Call of Duty. Of Duty. Um, the battlefield is great because every it's not about that. It's actually yeah. about teamwork and yeah. your skill level is what matters more than what you have. And Mario Kart is a egalitarian game. The that I always our, win. The back you are, the better items you get. It, that Kai always wins. It's also a very existential game because no matter what <laughs> happens, like in the end. Even if you win, you don't feel like you really did anything. No, yeah. but it's fun. It, it was, there was no point to any of it. No. It was all luck. No, <laughs> but it was true. a blast. That's Mario Party for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if it's gay, we play. The podcast where we join you in media res discussion as per I usual. I think that's probably um, the, the longest we've ever gone without saying the name of the I podcast. I think so, too. I just I just want to go back to the, the KD ratio uh, discussion, and I just want to really like shout out myself and pat myself on the back for KD-Lang ratio. That, the best that joke, joke of all time. That joke you made like... Five yeah, months ago. Yeah, I, yeah I think cool. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to talk about that for it's a second. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you. It's thank really, you. really funny when like, you know, the most funny jokes are is when they don't organically come up in yeah, conversation. Yeah, and you force them in. And when actually uh, nobody said KD ratio yeah, yeah, in the conversation we were happening. We were talking about KD ratio. Yeah, but nobody said the words KD. Like there would have been a, a way to organically bring. No, that there would have. There would have. But presented I, itself. I, I needed to do this and for so, me. Going back to a joke made five months ago and shoehorning it into a conversation. That's the funniest joke. Is the funniest way to tell jokes. The person who just called me out on my bullshit is Hannah. Um, (laughs) Her pronouns are she, hers. And the person who just made the worst joke, the joke that's making me angry, is Kai. Their pronouns are they, them, theirs. And the person who was eating an egg sandwich and was talking about um, Call of Duty is Aaron, our producer. His pronouns are he, him, his. Hi. And he's a cowboy. And he's a cowboy. 
cowboys. We love him. A sweet cursed noodle cowboy. Yep. Um, that makes it sound boy. like he has a, a penis condition. <laughs> I don't. That's not where my brain went. Well, his penis is fine. I think. I I don't know. I would assume. <laughs> um and uh. But he has a noodle curse where lasagnas cannot Lasagna thrive in his presence. around him, yes, truly. Not um, necessarily rot, but more like... Just like not... Entropically get, are destroyed. Yeah, like somehow the lasagna goes, he said, sideways. <laughs> um, hey, this is a podcast. This week, it's a spooky podcast. Oh. That's your idea. I see. No, I have a more concrete idea. Okay. But this is our Halloween episode because this is. we're recording today. Today is the uh, 29th of yep. October, mm-hmm. um, which means Halloween is in two days. And we're having a Halloween party we're tomorrow on a Tuesday because we, um, that's how you do. Hallow's Eve Eve. Yep. Um, happy Hallow's Eve Eve. Happy Hallow's Eve 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 because we're recording on Hallow's Eve Eve Eve. You're right. I know. Well, no, because tomorrow's Hallow's Eve. Yes. So, no, 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 no. Uh, Halloween is Hallow's Eve. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. So, Hallow's Eve, Eve, Eve. Yes. Tonight. Um, <laughs> Tonight. One night only. One night only, you folks. <laughs> Hallow's Eve, Eve. Uh, live from our kitchen, dining room. Um, <clears throat> sorry. I got a, 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 a um, throat. Oh, yep, you sure do. <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, no, I, I was like losing my voice yesterday because I haven't been sleeping oh, for like a week because of my depression. Mm, fun. Um, fun and stuff. so, yeah, it's really fun. It's uh, it's flirty is what it is. It's fun and it's flirty. Oh, definitely. And um, so I got a little frog in my throat. And uh, how are we going to get him out? Katie Lang ratio. <laughs> and I... Um, Jesus Christ! Have the have the I was gonna say have the, the the sort of echoes of the migraine I had yesterday still today. So echoes is probably the I best a, word. I have a lot of friends who had migraines yesterday. Fascinating. Well, there's been a lot of terrible shit that's been going on yeah, in our country lately. A lot of terrible lately. shit, and a lot of people I'm sure went out in, on Saturday night and then triggered migraines from themselves for Sunday. Um, I didn't even drink that much. I just was up really late, I guess, and I haven't been sleeping. Anyway. Um, we have already gone out for our first Halloween event. Yes. On Saturday night, Mm -hmm. we, uh, several friends, Addie and Wendy, erstwhile guests on this podcast. Oh, we love them so much. We love them. And us. uh, And Charles. And Charles. famed high Charles. Of the famed high Charles. (laughs) Uh, Charles, the titular Charles of high Charles, uh, all went out and, uh, were various members of the Greek pantheon. I was, um, uh, who was I? I you was Artemis. Artemis. And Kai was Dionysus. And the famed genderqueer yeah, god. Yeah, Dionysus and Artemis. And uh, uh, Addie was Persephone. And Wendy was Ares. And uh, Charles was Hades. Mm-hmm. It was a blast. We were all we looked very really goth good. and very yeah. powerful. And we took yeah. prom photos and they were very cute. We did because we went to an event at a club that was like a 80s prom night slash goth night. Um, not to be confused with Goth Prom, which is a separate a event d- distinct that happens entity. in uh, April or May in Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Separate entities. Um, also, prom. I mean, I get that they were. It was like prom themed, but they could. It, like prom never ha- prom happens in the spring. You know what I mean? So they could have made it like homecoming, Goth homecoming, and then it would have been a fall event because homecoming always happens in the fall. 
these are things that I don't remember. So it really, it didn't make a difference. Yeah, to it me really didn't matter what at sort all. Of dan- I just wanted the photos taken. Yeah. And then upstairs really was all like 80s pop that I wasn't into, but downstairs was like bangers on bangers. Oh, it was so powerful. It was very good. Um, yeah. And then number event number two is happening tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then event number three on Wednesday. Yeah, we're going to see a spooky play. Yeah, we're and very then I can like, finally rest. Yeah, and then I can die. And then I can die after on on Halloween every year. I uh, I die. Die. Uh, and I, it's really wonderful and really restful. And then I uh, come back to life mm-hmm. on the day after Halloween. I need I need to um, not die on Wednesday night because I'm supposed to be getting a tattoo on Thursday. I have to and go I to school on Thursday, can't so I'm miss not my going to. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to die forever. It's just for. Uh, little bit you know yeah just a mild dying once a year yeah. i like a phoenix i rise from the ashes yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then i have to vacuum the ashes out of my bed it's really <laughs> it's really inconvenient, inconvenient. gross yeah um i turn into a spooky ghost handles the spooky ghost 24 7 365 days a year um what i want to talk about oh well can we do our first oh yeah we have things? several segments um, what's <laughs> what's the gayest thing you've done this week Boy. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> you good? Um, gayest thing I've done this week is probably the group Greek gods costume that was four-fifths queer people. So Charles didn't meet us until the end of the night. So yeah. for most of the night, it was... Uh, four very powerful homosexuals. Four very powerful sapphics in very powerful costumes and makeup. Addie did my makeup. It looked fucking... It was so rad. The dopest. Um, yeah, I've never done a group Halloween costume before. Me either. It was really, really fun. I, I really, really it. enjoyed having a group costume. I would love to do that again forever. Me too. Um, and especially because we, you know, we were all going to the same places, so we just looked mm-hmm. so good oh, as yeah. a unit. Um, and wearing a very powerful group outfit, uh, I think is, is queer culture. Yes. Um, that mostly I've just been, I had therapy at some point That's last gay. week yeah uh and my therapist pointed out that i've been in a de- depressive episode and i was like oh huh yeah that adds up yeah that adds up uh so i'm trying to i gotta call my doctor today about upping my medication dose um but so that's most of my week has just been sort of like not sleeping and not really eating and like trying to feel less bad um which is yeah unfortunately is gay uh <laughs> But that was the definitely the highlight of my week and probably the gayest thing I've done this week. Um, Kai, what's the gayest thing you've done this week? I was I was just trying to figure it out because I've done a lot of gay stuff this week. I'm gonna sure. talk about first off. I'm gonna talk about our our other uh, pair pair costume. Oh yeah, that that's happening doing. tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be Prince Gumball uh, of Adventure Time alternate like AU AU fame. Well, it's the Ice Kings fan. Yeah, so fame. so it is like. I would consider that an in-universe AU. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like. Uh, and Hannah was originally going to be Marshall Lee, but now you're going but to yeah. be Marceline. I was going to be Marshall Lee, but then I couldn't I, I couldn't find a Marshall Lee wig, but I could find a Marceline wig, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to be Marceline again. Yes. Um, Which means I'm going to get home from work at probably 7.30 and our party starts at 9, and then I have to immediately start applying gray makeup that to my body. That is the exact same boat I'm in, but with pink makeup. Yep. It's so, going to be great. It's we'll we'll be, be very cute. I'm going to yeah. be a uh, punk, a punk. Uh, Prince Gumball. Prince Gumball. Yeah, they found I, a dope pink denim vest. Yeah, I'm very excited about That's it. That's pretty good. Oh, you bought a jacket this week. I bought, the other thing that I want to talk about, yes, the other thing that I want to talk about is um, I've been looking for months for a leather jacket ever since I tried on 
accidentally a $230 beautiful silver motorcycle jacket in Vancouver, Canada. Um, British Columbia, Vancouver, British Columbia in Canada. Um, yep. And uh, I have to make sure everyone knows exactly what Vancouver I'm talking about. I think um, Vancouver, Canada, there's just the one. As there's just the one. Uh, and famous. So I looked so good in that motorcycle jacket. I was like, I need to have this. And then it was $230 and it was probably one of the worst days of my life. Um, <laughs> and so we were at the Buffalo Exchange looking for uh, – Halloween stuff, stuff, stuff yeah. just generally. And we were in the women's jacket section, and Hannah pulled out this extra small Levi's uh, leather jacket, and I was like... It's a motorcycle jacket. And it that was, is mine. It's for Kai. It, it, it was for it's me. It's the talk of the town. The it, whole town all is of talking about Kai's new jacket. All of our friends commenting on it. Like, everyone that we know, whether by name or just by face, people have been like, that's a really nice jacket. Uh-huh. You look really good in that jacket. And I'm like, you know, I know. Like, this is everything that I've always wanted to be and everything that I think that I am. Sure. And I was talking about um, – actually, this is probably the gayest thing that I've done this week because I was talking about the way that um, trans identity building and, like, identity building as a distinct entity from the person that I have been for, like, 20 years is for me. And I view uh, – I think I've talked about this on the show before. I view the people, Kate and Kai, as two very distinct people. And Kai grew of a lot of the things that Kate wanted to be or wanted Kai to be. Um, and what's really interesting is very specifically a leather jacket was one of them. Uh, like there's there are aesthetic components to Kai as well as like physical components as well as emotional and mental components. And – I, it's it's just a really interesting thing to be able to um, and I mean you know I think like anyone can do this too not just trans people but to build the person that you are in this really uh, cognizant way mm-hmm. it has just been a really interesting process to be able to like unfold myself and also view unfolding from kind of an outsider's lens through all of the uh, relationships that I've been building and the therapy that I've been doing um And I don't know. I just think that's really cool, and I think that um, a leather jacket is a big part of Kai and will continue to be so. Yeah, it's a good jacket. It's Um, a good jacket. It's a very nice jacket. Um, What have you been playing this week? We both know that neither of us have played a video game in a week. It's been really sad. Uh, I've had a lot of exams in school, and I've been really busy. Um, So instead of talking about what I've been playing, I I I want to – Oh, yeah, yeah, Uh go, go, go. I'm sorry. Oh, you have a yawn, an important yawn to give us. Thank you. I have another question, though. Because we just know we haven't been playing anything. Oh, okay. Kai, what's... You okay, bud? (laughs) Kai just drank tea real bad. I turned toward the mic without actually drinking the tea, and it just fell out. Good job. Thank you. Um, What's... Well, I'm going to wait till you're not taking a sip of tea. Um, What's the spookiest thing you've done this week, since this is our special spooktacular... What's the spookiest thing you've done? The spookiest thing I've done this week was watch Repo, the genetic opera, and sing every single song that was in Uh that movie uh, because that is probably one of my top ten favorite movies Uh of all time. It dwells within my heart uh, every every day of every year. Yeah, Repo Um, is, yeah. The the real Repo is inside you. I saw it for the first time when I was 15 years old, and ever since then, my heart has been... um, just the deepest blackest night um and i've just been very very invested in fostering that that goth Uh sense of self especially Uh after i did um 
Oh gosh, you know. <laughs> Do you know how exciting that is for me that you just called me Gerard Way? That's like that's like very fulfilling in a very in a very specific way. Yeah. Oh <laughs> just let him go. Just let me. Just let me live my life. Um, let him keep going. It's all tongue in cheek. Give me a break. I love it. I love it. <laughs> love it. Anyway, you know, ever since um, tell me more about I, your goth sense of self. Ever since I did my first, oh gosh, um, like Susie makeup when I was twelve years old. Oh, Jesus it, Christ. I I did. I really did. And yeah. my mom caught me and was like, oh. She caught you being goth. She caught me being goth, yeah. and she seemed so uh, surprised and put off that I was like, "Well, I guess I shouldn't do that anymore." So my mom came up to me. Uh, she denies that this happens, but I know it did. She just likes to. She's a historical revisionist for sure. Um, so I might call it gaslighting, <laughs> but whatever. Sorry, I'm laughing at the term historical revisionist in yeah. the, the context of your own life. That's just good. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's so many things that I know happened didn't happen. But anyway, um, we were uh, I, we were in like the we were in the Arches National Park, and I had been doodling something in my sketchbook that was goth or said goth in some capacity because I was like probably I don't know 14 and just was barely barely knew what goth was but like we bab my mom uh, we bab we baby bat and my mom wouldn't almost wouldn't let me buy the first evanescence album because she thought it looked too goth first of all um and then she took me aside after doing whatever i doodled in my sketchbook and uh made me promise <laughs> swear to her swear to me um that uh I would not grow up to be a scary goth kid. Um, and I or a scary goth girl, I don't remember what she said. And I said, Okay. In my head though at the time I was like, I'm probably gonna grow up to because you said that especially. But I was like, I want nothing at the time I wanted nothing more than to grow up to be goth. If you know Hannah, the one thing you know about Hannah is that if you tell her not to do something, she will Sh- do I that exact do it. thing. Uh, but more also, than she's ever wanted to before. Yeah. Already I wanted very much to grow up to be goth. I was fascinated. I was pulled. Um and then uh it did so jokes on you mom, I guess. Yeah, so so that 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 Similarly. was my uh, that was my that was my spooky spooky goth. goth in um, high um, school, oh. I wore uh, you know whatever, but I, oh. I hadn't figured out patches okay. on stuff yet. So I just I took my jeans and I would just draw all over them with like fabric marker. Uh, and my favorite jeans were these jeans that I devoted entirely to the uh, gothic symphonic metal band Nightwish. And drew Nightwish lyrics and related pictures all over them. Um, I still have those jeans. They were my shop jeans in college. I love everything about what you uh-huh. just said. And they weren't like cool jeans. They were like weird, like wide leg jeans or some shit. Because that's, you know, I didn't know how to dress until I was like 25. I didn't know how to dress until this year. So. No, yeah, that's that's actually true. There's no need to be cruel. <laughs> um, Yeah. What else do you want to talk about? <laughs> I was going to ask you what the spookiest thing you did this week was. Yeah. Um, and then there were some other things that I wanted to talk about. Yep, spooky. Spooky. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we went to the Wizard's Chest, Kai and I, which is a local, like, games and costume and store. Things. And just sort of vaguely, yeah. quote-unquote, nerd-related items. I love it. Um, but they they have, like, a whole, the whole downstairs of the shop is just board games and tabletop games which is dope yeah um and they have like magic tournaments and stuff um anyway we went there 
I went a little hog wild buying Halloween decorations. We bought so many Halloween decorations, uh, including but not limited to. And they're all hogs. And they're all, they're all hogs. Actually, it's paid. a hog themed uh, <laughs> Halloween. Everybody, Hogaween. Oh. And um, we none so of them. A Sonic convention. Yep. What? Yep. A hedgehog. Uh, I see. I was, I was thinking like, more like no pigs hogs, then. like pigs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Sure. Yeah, that's what they're Those called. The I same. think the scientific name. That is the scientific <laughs> name. Hedges pigus. What the fuck is this podcast? <laughs> uh, none of them are hogs, um, but several of them, like there's made about this sort of ghost thing that it's definitely for real haunted. Um, it didn't have a price tag, and they gave it to us for $6, and there's no way it cost $6. No. It was, like, animatronic and makes yeah. noise and shit. It makes really scary noise. It has, like, a like hollow screaming. face with, like, red eyes, and it makes, like, really scary screaming sounds. It's very And this scary. lantern that once it it's motion-activated, once it triggers, you even if you turn the switch off, you yeah, cannot I, stop it. I drove animation. it home, and we had not turned it off, and it, I was stuck in traffic. Well, still had the, kept, um, the, like, Yeah, yeah, we hadn't, like, turned, yeah, yeah. And it kept going off while I was stuck in traffic, and I just kept hearing the fucking monologue over and yeah, over and over like, again. It's I was like, like come with oh, me into the dock. Uh, this is this is what my life yeah, would be like if I went down a different path, isn't it? You can't stop it halfway through. Like even if you turn the switch off, it will complete its animation. Uh, I turned it on when Aaron went to get breakfast so that it would spook him. It didn't uh, work because it didn't work. He was confused. Him confused <laughs> me so much. It sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh huh. That's basically. Uh huh. That's basically it. Um, it did spook the cat. Um, it did. But the cat is spooked sort of by her s- own sneezes sometimes. Yeah. In fairness, which is the cutest goddamn thing in the world. Um. Yeah. So bought a whole ton of Halloween de- decorations, and then my mom, who though she has this weird anti-goth bias, really goddamn loves Halloween. Brought me a, another whole bucket of Halloween decorations that I have to put up today. So. Internalized goth phobia. Internalized goth phobia. Um, I think I do just want to say there's a lot of talk about how people who uh, do homophobic stuff are internally homophobic, and that uh, is not necessarily true. Yeah. That's why I'm saying it jokingly because that's yeah uh, false mythology. Explaining the joke. Yeah. It's very uh-huh. cool. Yeah. Well, you know, it's an I important just thing I, to draw attention to. I know, but. People who do homophobic things are internally homophobic. Did you mean I don't homosexual? think. No. Okay. Yes. No. 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 Well, yes. Internalized homophobia is is uh, is a thing that people um, experience both who are queer and who are not, uh, or like who are closeted is what people say. Right. Right. Um, right. The like. The that like. Was the part that I thought you were saying. The, yeah, mi- the, myth, the myth is yeah. that those people are actually are, homosexual. Are right. exactly. okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. you for right. clarifying. I did, not, I did not get that. From yes. What you said. Well, that, that was confusing. Yeah. 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 That uh, makes total sense. Thank you for asking me to yeah. clarify. I just, yeah, I think we need to trust our audience after like six months of this podcast that they know that we know <laughs> about those kinds of things. It's it, not everyone knows about it. It's just we an important that, thing to draw attention to. Do, but do I know that they know I'm that we gonna, know that I know? I am just going to melt through the floor. <laughs> Um. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the other stuff that I wanted to talk about. Can we talk bit. about my hot tracks? Oh right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Do I have a hot track? I don't know. I just want to do the segment. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um. Will you talk about Kai's Kitchen really quick? Because you made a dank lasagna. Was that I made this? a dank lasagna yeah. uh, this the past week. Um. I made a uh, vegan bechamel sauce, and I made um, some some really good uh, squash and 
other ground vegetables and like mushrooms and and beans and stuff and then i um put them in some uh, vegan gluten-free noodles and it was just the dankest thing that i've ever really eaten good. with my own mouth it, it was, was really really the good. best lasagna i've ever had uh um, yeah yeah uncursed lasagna uncursed lasagna very anti-cursed lasagna and then i later went on to last night make the prettiest rose-shaped lasagna i have ever made ever uh Which unfortunately is- it had meat and real uh, like, the second time yeah. you've ever made lasagna. The second time so. I've ever made lasagna. Yep. Um, and it was very beautiful, but I couldn't eat any of it. Yeah, well, at least you were helpful. I was helpful in the uh, kitchen. Oh, I had a specific hot oh. tracks. I'm sorry. I'm very tired. No, it's okay. It was lovely. It's Sounds spook spooky. season, and I'm always like this. I've been listening to a lot of Gestapelstein, and their album, his album, uh, Aleph, is a fantastic, like, dark electro pseudo-industrial album it's just so good start to finish um and at milk bar a bunch of bangers i don't think they played nigga Sapplestein. i but, didn't hear any uh well i was also there longer than oh you that's were. true well i didn't um, hear anyone i was there it's done uh but they did play like uh some she wants revenge and some like little classic i miss bangers. she wants revenge Kai, they play she wants revenge at the club all the time I know, but I you love can go when they do literally that. twice a week every week if you want to <laughs> I can't because I have class earlys. I know, but I'm just saying like FOMO in relation to a milk bar is like, okay, then you just go next Saturday. You know, they'll probably know. play She Wants Revenge then. I know. It'll um, be okay. It's going to be fine. Uh, but I wanted to talk about on this episode because Kai and I didn't even have a conversation about what we were going to be recording oh, about before can I talk then. about the thing that I want to talk about that was not the main topic really quick? Yeah, go for it because okay. I don't know what that is either. <laughs> well, great. We're just really <laughs> pulling the rug out from each other right here. Uh-huh. Um, I, I just got a real improv- improvisational quality. No, it's beautiful. I, I yes, just, you may talk about it. Can Kai. I talk about the thing that I want and to talk about before you talk about the thing that you want to talk about? Yes, and <laughs> I'm very interested to hear what you have to say. That's funny. That's a good joke. Thank you. Um, I, I just wanted to talk about the whole uh, trans people being in the news lately mm-hmm. thing um, and the Department of Justice saying that, you know, like trans people are not yeah. protected under the Civil Rights Act um, and the administration releasing information that they don't think that transgender is a thing, pretty much, that gender identity is not protected, even though uh, it should be protected under civil rights. I, I just want to say, like, we really have to be coming together as a country to be stopping this because it feels like um and with um the shootings uh this I don't, weekend I, do I don't want to talk about it to talk about okay the great then i'll like i know we need to be coming yeah. they're they're attacking people that they're viewing as the weakest links mm-hmm. in the liberal agenda and it's super fucked up and they're trying to separate us and we just can't afford to be separated at this point um and i just want to let my uh jewish and trans and every single marginalized like friends and listeners and everyone know that i'm standing with you and i'm doing everything in my power to be like you know supporting us because that's that's what we really need right now is just a lot of love and community and support as well as a hard a hard front line and protecting each other um and i i guess if you if you don't have the spoon stuff like a conversation about it, that's totally fine i just I wanted know. to say that i'm sorry i didn't um, know that we were going to be talking about that and i re- i just I've well i'm sorry to like throw it, it's just really important to talk about in a public no setting. i completely agree and i, I want to hear what you have to say i just i really like want to throw up and i can't 
have a conversation. I can't contribute to the conversation. That's fine. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, I wanted to ask Aaron how Red Dead Redemption 2 was going. Yes. I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing well as well. Um, oh, thank I'm you so for happy having to hear me on that. your yeah, show. Thank uh, you, thank you for coming. It's a real pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> ASMR Red Dead Redemption 2. How, how, how far into Red Dead Redemption 2 are you at this point in time? Well, uh, so I've played about, about 10 hours or so. I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it was really I good last year, though. It was going it really was, well. It was. That's a little ASMR for you. Maybe when maybe <laughs> when we get farther down the line, I could do some yeah, we'll, producer we'll do some good ASMR. ASMR. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to do a whole ASMR episode sometime. We'll figure it out. I could walk I could walk everybody through uh, <laughs> easy ways to produce their own podcast. Uh, playing ASMR. That's great. I watch a lot of ASMR videos. Oh, they're giving you the, the tingles. They give me the tingly winglies. The crinkly crinkle crackles. Crinkle tickles. Crinkle tickles. Um, hey, how about that game? That game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Red Dead Redemption. Um, it's How's it going so far? Yeah. Uh, it's the best role-playing game I've ever played. Wow, incredible. Um, because I hear that it's very immersive. It's not, yeah, it's not a... Um, I just read, you mentioned that you had watched the Polygon video. Yes. I did not watch the Polygon video. I read some of the review, um, and I agree. Um, the point that reviewer was made, okay, so first I'll say, it's the most immersive and... It looks beautiful. And It's not just the graphics. The graphics, yeah, that's one thing. It mm -hmm. looks photorealistic at times. There there were times where I, I literally had to pause the, the, um, the cinematics, which were all done in the game engine mm -hmm. and are are hardly touched up like maybe they they do like nicer shadows uh in these cutscenes, but that's it it's it's otherwise it's the exact same graphics um and uh I, there were i had to pause a cutscene and look up did they do any like live action cutscenes? because i was literally yeah. thinking i was looking at a live action shot of people riding horses through a blizzard it, it was crazy um the um oh man there's so many details that they just get so right i mean if um where to start okay so snow rockstar just decided they're gonna show off their snow engine in the beginning it's not you know footprints in this game in the mud and snow are not printed images on top of each other uh it actually is um i, I think less so the mud in some places but definitely the snow it's actually individual particles that's soft bananas soft body physics for the snow wow um where if you walk through someone else's track it does not just paste in a fucking jpeg over that other track it actually knocks the snow in a way so if you wanted to you could just clear out a circle that's wild. or write your freaking name in the snow if you wanted to which i've never seen anything quite like that and no. also if you stay still too long in the snow snow will start to gather on your shoulders and the longer you're out the more gathers and then that will affect your health bars um your stamina will start to drain um i don't know there's a lot of um they've taken a lot of influence both from other old west media um for instance revenant that bear scene uh I, 
they basically captured getting mauled by a bear directly from that because I don't know if they're even I think they might have uh, uh, point for point remapped that scene um, into the game for when you get attacked by a bear um, spoilers well no there's lots of bears you're gonna fight a bear <laughs> and it's going to fuck you up because what happened to me was I was looking around with binoculars um, because it said, look through your binoculars and you can get more info about the bear from far away. And I said, oh, great. And I'm looking around the binoculars and then I hear feet coming and I turn and the bear is 10 feet away from me. So I'm looking at its face and it's right in front of me. I put down the binoculars and I'm tackled. Oh, geez. Yeah, I survived. It's very comical, though. I survived barely. Um, oh, barely. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, darn. Oh, darn it. Um. So yeah, besides that, you can kind of talk to everybody in the world, which um, is like a fun little touch. It makes it feel like um, like someone says hello to you on the street like they do in all open world games. You can actually aim at that person and say hello back, which is nice. Um, as you know, there, there are times when that um, doesn't uh, work out. And there's, there's so much cool stuff. There's so much attention to detail. There's like coffee percolators, your hair grows... Um, your hair grows? Your hair grows basically in real in-game time. So if it's been like two days, you have uh, a short stubble beard. Wow. Right? Um, and your hair grows much slower than your beard. So um, what? It's, taken, it's taken two weeks, but my hair has finally grown a full three or four inches longer Dude. than earlier. Then um, once you grow your beard out enough, you can go get like custom uh, styles. Cool. Um, that's you can pomade wild. your hair. Uh, if you get really dirty and come back to the... Like, if you get in a bunch of fights and get knocked down in the mud and get covered in blood and you don't go in a river, you're just grimy. Like, you're just grimy for the rest until you go clean yourself up, and then the camp um, the camp mom will yell at you, and she'll make you take a bath. <laughs> There's just a lot of fun little fun little details. You're, the horses, it's the first time I've truly, I, I feel so connected to this horse in a way I haven't felt Ooh. since I played uh, Shadow of the Colossus with Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Winnie, which is what I named my horse. Because um, <laughs> it's a pun, but it's also cute. And yeah, a good name. it is. It's uh, so, Winnie and I have been on many adventures, and she almost died when I was ambushed uh, by a random, quick, uh, like, random event. Uh, and I was upset in a way that I'm, I usually reserve for um, written characters in the game because you have to brush your horse, you have to feed your horse, you have to pat your horse, uh, like congratulate it when you're going up a hill. Your horse will start getting frustrated because it doesn't like doing that. Yeah. So you have to, like, you literally hit a button to pat the horse and say, "Good job, girl. Yeah, Aww, you got this." And you like pat it, pat, so pat the back of its head. Oh yeah, and you really, you really form a, a bond with this this wow. fake animal. animal and then the dogs in town remember you if you're nice to a dog oh. and then you go back to that town that dog will run up to you and expect pats again i oh. love those puppies i wish you could give them little treats but so far no hopefully there'll be an update yeah or i'll get i'm definitely going to get it for put, uh, a computer so i'll just get a mod when it comes yeah. down to it um so yeah for all that immersion it's the i find myself walking during missions when i shouldn't be running like I, I've never done that in a game before. I like oblivion. I just uh, yeah, you just sprint, sprint through everywhere, yeah. <laughs> everywhere. Because you're like, I don't. I just want to get to the next place. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sitting here going, oh, Arthur doesn't need to run right now. That doesn't make any sense. He wouldn't do that. Um, I've never had that type of immersion in the game. So in that way, it's the best RPG game I've ever played. Um, 
like Polygon said in that article, though, when those moments, that means that, like, the things that they didn't decide to include in the game, like, the things that they just ran out of time for after, um, unfortunately overworking their, uh, everyone at the studio for, to make their fourth, uh, release date, um, it sticks out that much more. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a moment where you're like, ah, shoot. Everything else is so good. But also, that's a moment where you just have to say, This is a I, game. What am I talking about? Like, are yeah. you kidding me? Like, the, I, the first one's one of my favorite games of all time. It didn't have any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, to that I say, you know, you can't be picky about that stuff. This is truly a marvel um, as far as what it has achieved um, and what it means for video games going forward, especially open world games. Because it. It makes most look like a fucking joke. <laughs> I mean, they've they've really outdone themselves. Um, as far as the story, I'm I'm guessing that's what you want to get at. Is the I'm curious I'm curious what you wanted specifically to talk about because I didn't know what was in the Polygon video. No, oh, I wanted to ask more about like those those little details because that's definitely what they started off with. Um, and before I had to stop watching the video before I ran out of time, uh, Russ was talking about the ways that they deal with. Um, what year is it? It's eighteen ninety nine. Thank so that's, you. That's twelve years. Also, just for those twelve who, years before twelve years the before original the original game, mm-hmm. um, so you which see you should a lot play of first. Yes, um, it's basically like a Godfather one and two type thing. I, I would recommend watching in order, even though it skips around the time, or at least like checking out the scene cutscenes on YouTube if you don't want to like spend. I, I mean, I would recommend yeah. playing the yeah. game, but like if you can't or you don't, yeah, yeah, I would recommend playing the game because. I, it's a good game. I cried to the ending of, of the first game. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah. really... I think that some of the things that happened in the first game were completely unprecedented. Um, like the storytelling. Oh, yeah. It was gorgeous. Oh, yeah, um, and that continues in yeah, this. They, they, I can they only are, imagine. They have an even heavier commitment, I think, because um, they know where the story is going, mm-hmm. so they can telegraph those things I in love ways that. that really have been getting me. I'm very happy and very excited to hear that. Um, what console did you get it for? PlayStation. Okay. Um, I don't have a PS4 Pro, but uh, which the graphics would be even crazier, but um, yeah. Still very good on Still PS4. Still very good. Um, I, I just heard uh, from Russ that they didn't necessarily deal with the um, political issues of the time period in a very positive way, and um, that would just be probably like a warning that I would give to the listeners. Yes. Um, so... Yeah, honestly, that's a thing Rockstar is never very good at. No, let's, I've let's, watched them be bad at it Rockstar before. is like the, um, man. Rockstar is your socially aware friend that you like hanging out with, but that you know you have to say shut up. <laughs> at the bar whenever they start speaking on anything that's going on politically <laughs> where you have to be like no 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 we're in mixed company like stop yeah not because they're gonna say because they just don't have the um empathy awareness i don't know i don't know about it, rockstar just, personally <laughs> i just well i've just played a lot of the grand theft auto games yeah you know yeah, yeah. and there's and so like I don't think there's enough time given to it. All the time put into the world. They that don't was the put, comment. Yeah, they don't put. They honestly should have just had a team dedicated to that. And a, and a, I don't know what the uh, makeup of Rockstar's team is, but I don't. You know, I don't know how many. Uh, 
like I don't know if it's an Assassin's Creed type, like the the pre right. like all all genders sexualities all, right. races I don't know yeah. if Rockstar has a representation I was actually trying to look that up mm, I'd be curious talking um, and so yeah they just don't. Yeah, I I yeah. had I had that thing very early on in the game. Oh, I'm sure you ran into it quickly. A lot of the gang in the game are people of color mm-hmm. because and, uh, most cowboys were people of color, right? And there is there is some like there there's a lot of stuff that happens at the camp and a lot of conversations um, that you have um, where they mention that stuff, but very. It, it almost feels like it's a brief thing where it's like we don't feel that we can speak to this experience so we're just going to mention it and be like it's bad mm-hmm. it's no good but then kind of like walk away from it like the, it's mm. no good yeah so there's there's the those issues um like uh early in the game um like someone mentions see there's the character charles um who's hi charles um and he's uh half native american and half black and he talks about um how his family was broken up when they were being put on a reservation and that he's been on his own since he was 13 and that that's how he wound up there Mm. um and he has to kind of like explain like teach arthur which also felt like a clumsy moment where i'm like well if arthur has been in this gang with this guy long enough I feel like, like why doesn't he know why that? doesn't he already know why is he like being a, taught like a child it, yeah. why yeah, why why can't Arthur just already be on on board yeah you know you don't I, I would I think a better thing to do than teaching the character is just like have the character who you know, just have the character already believe in those things yeah. um there is something to be said where the the, the leader Dutch is this like um this loud arrogant um, uh, white guy who tells them all that he's leading them into like freedom and that they're going to secure their place in the world and that he's their savior and all this stuff, um, which of course plays a lot into the the plot of the first game yeah. and how that leads to ruin. And so I think that there is somewhat a a, a meta narrative of of like. Um, like this white savior complex and how it can um, like destroy people who are looking for looking to those figures. Um, but I, again, it's that not, it's, it's too clumsily done. Mm-hmm. And for all the, th- all the things that they hit on, on the points of um, things like family and friendship and betrayal, um, they just should have had a, a writing team that, that was just focused on how do we properly deal with the inherent racism and genocide mm-hmm. and, and inequalities of this time period. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to continue to play out. I haven't played that. I've just been exploring the world. You're only 12 hours in. I'm only 12 hours in. It's this game. It's is, a massive this, this game. This game is supposed to be like 60 hours yeah. long at, the, at, the, at least at the end of the day. So, um yeah, I guess just content warning that, you know, it's probably not going to be, all that stuff might not be handled the, the best, and, um, you know, that's an unfortunate thing. And I, I also, you know, since there are so many people of color in the gang, I question why they didn't just, you know, make you one of them. Like, we don't, yeah, we've no. had, is there, you know, fourth Red Dead game where you play a white guy with, mm-hmm. a, with a beard and a gruff voice? Well, we can... 
you know, I like Arthur the character, but I would also love to play as Lenny or Charles or even Tilly, you know, I, I, there's just a lot of other, um, options where, um, there are women and people of color that you could be playing as that would be just as, um, Gruff and, and just, <laughs> could be just as gr- they're just as gruff and powerful yeah. and and self actualized that you know as Arthur yeah, yeah. so anyway well thank you Aaron that's that. that was exactly what I wanted perfect I really appreciate you sharing your experiences yeah so Hannah yeah you ready to go on to the main segment sure I am although at this point it's all kind of the main segment you know I mean no it's all it's all mixed it's all mixed um, I wanted to talk about since it's Halloween. Um, and it's a spooky episode. I wanted to talk spooky. about... Spooky. So, yes, this weekend... Sorry, it's just you didn't do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Kai and I watched uh, the first episode of the Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Oh, Jesus. It is god-awful. Oh, no. It's really bad. Um, it's really bad. Also, content warning for, like, homophobia and assault. Um, it's really bad, like... Oh, my doctor's calling me. i got to call him after the... Um, really bad in terms of like the characters just don't feel well written and characterized like it's this weird like gritty reboot of the Sabrina franchise where like the witches like serve Satan and it's all goth looking and stuff and it's aesthetically very pretty and that's its only redeeming characteristic it's aesthetically very pretty and there's a cat in it and those are I do love cats. two redeeming characteristics and every time the cat came on screen because it's just played it's not like a weird janky animatronic cat who i love dearly yeah uh salem is just played by an actual cat but he also doesn't talk so who cares um and uh but the so yeah so the characters don't feel well written like hilda and zelda are there but like zelda's really mean zelda's really cruel and the thing that got me about zelda and i harped about this to my mom was that she smoked cigarettes and i was like that's not the Zelda I know and love. Oh, I have no problem with her smoking cigarettes. Oh, you smoked cigarettes have, until like 45 well, minutes ago. I have ago. a massive problem with, with that. I, I just, I, I, I'm getting really arced lately by um, characters in popular media watched by like especially queer people like smoking cigarettes. I don't know why. Yeah, you t- I tried you to get to stop smoking for so long. I know I'm not, and I've and always now you're been getting by that. All on the high horse about smoking. I'm not smoking. on the high okay, horse fine. whatsoever. It's just representation of that. Yeah, to no, like young I, people yeah. is just really distressing to me because that's why I started smoking. You know. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, that I have less problem with. But Zelda's really. It's like in the original show, Hilda and Zelda. Like Zelda's kind of uptight, and Hilda's kind. They're like an Oscar and Felix type of odd couple situation. Um, but they're supportive. But they're supportive of each other, and they, at the end of the day, they like lo- they support each other in end of Sabrina, and at the end of the day, they like love each other, even though they like get on each other's nerves. And in this one, Hilda and Zelda like don't feel like they actually like each other at all, and like Zelda doesn't feel like like anybody could like her. Like she's just a mean, cruel, awful character, and Hilda's this kind of like over naive like bumbling lady like it's they're like parodies of the characterizations in the original show but we're not com- necessarily here to compare it to the original show because there are also other problems that we have with no the well show i was outside gonna of that yeah i was gonna keep talking i know i was just um, leading leading us there i was gonna get there don't you worry okay. um and like yeah like so the my biggest problem plot wise was uh that there's this queer person um, who's Sabrina's Sadie. friend, um, Susie. Susie, thank you. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, who's Sabrina's friend, and like a major plot point of the first episode 
is Susie getting attacked by football players, like homophobic, sexually assaulted by football, homophobic players. football players, uh, and that, of course, if there's going to be a queer. Uh, Susie's also played by a, a trans man actor, so I can only assume that as the show moves forward, there's going to be a terribly handled uh, Susie coming out as trans, um, which is cool that a trans actor is playing what a I can, possibly o- what is person. probably going to be a trans person. However, based on how they handled this plot point, I I have zero faith in them handling that well at all. This is the same. This is the show by the people who are responsible for Riverdale, where a student teacher sexual relationship is a high school student teacher to teacher uh sexual relationship is deemed okay because they're uh it's a the student is a hot guy and the teacher is a hot young woman i hate that oh it's fine yeah so that's gross but yeah so Susie's assaulted by football players and then that's sabrina's like catalyst to like be like i'm gonna start this women uh, good lord. Um, I'm going to start this, like, women's club, which they call Wicca, which we'll get to how offensive oh. that is in many other ways. Yeah, um, yeah the, we'll get to what makes me most angry about it from, like, a spiritual and religious discrimination perspective. Um, I also just want to talk about, like, the, the, the way that they specifically did the assault was very um, disturbing and traumatic, and not only that, but also dealt with very poorly dealt with incredibly poorly the we did not follow up with the survivor of this assault no. whatsoever the we focus don't see was her again for the rest of the episode the, the queer savior of sabrina right um and Susie was just absolutely uh ignored and i really hate that i only know this character by that one name because i bet you anything that that's they're gonna have that uh it, it, it yes it is exciting that a trans uh possibly trans characters being played by a trans yeah. actor. I love when trans actors get work, but it's super fucked up that there's this specifically, like, it's it was both a trans and homophobic crime that was committed against this person. Right. Um, and it, it's just very infuriating. Yeah, you, like, see Susie at the beginning, and then out of nowhere, Susie's, like, at, a, like, a locker and, like, bloodied and beaten, and Sabrina's like, what's wrong? And Susie, like, tells this thing, and then Sabrina spends the rest of the episode getting unconvincingly angry because I don't I just don't think the actor is very good but that's a whole separate problem <laughs> that's a whole separate issue but um, there's no focus given to yeah you Susie. never see I don't think you ever see Susie again I think you maybe see Susie briefly to be like briefly. oh thanks for starting this club guys it's like so it feels like glee like it's so yeah. like like het savior cis savior like it's just really gross like I was prepared this show was kind of like campy and I was like preparing to be like I if I, can, if I like this yet but like it's really pretty um and then that happened and I was like oh I hate this we watched the whole episode just to like see the whole episode mm-hmm, yeah um but it was really really awful um they also there was a scene where Sabrina so the actor who plays Sabrina is 19 so that this is fine but she there's this scene where she's like in a bathtub in like a dream sequence that felt a lot like the weird dream sequences from Mass Effect 3 <laughs> Yeah, it was where you're in, you're like shepherded that, yeah. and you're in the woods. Um, but she like gets, she's like in this bathtub and gets out of this bathtub like fully naked and like it, with incredibly gratuitous shots that yeah. were very sexual. Which again, the actor is an adult, but the, but character, the character is supposed is a to be child, sixteen, which was very disturbing yeah, to me. That was very, yeah, that was very very disturbing to me as well. Uh, is that this character like it takes place days before her sixteenth birthday? Yeah, uh, and that yeah, there's like gratuitous 
nude shots. And I understand that the actor is of age, but yeah, that's yeah, still, but the I, character that is still is something a child. I want to see. Yeah, this is how Riverdale is as well. Yeah, fuck that. that. Last night, uh, or a couple of nights ago on Riverdale, I, I, I listened to a, a coverage podcast, a podcast that covers Riverdale occasionally mm-hmm. because it's so buck wild and they just watch it to like feel gross. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of those. Yeah. And uh, the other night, there was a scene where Archie goes to, to Juvie, and then the high school girls do a pep rally, quote-unquote, where they do a light striptease outside of the prison uh, gates, and this causes a riot, and then the guards beat everybody up and make them go back to their cells. And then Archie's cellmate, who is a young black man, supposedly dies in this riot but probably is going to come back and so literally what you have there is the sexualization of characters that are supposed to be 16 years old Mm -hmm. uh and then a casual brushing off of the very real issue of um like the prison industrial uh, complex complex, complex and police violence against people of color uh taking lives um, and they're using it as a plot point where this character will probably actually not even be dead. Yeah. So fuck <laughs> Riverdale is what I just learned. I've never watched it because yeah, I've never tried. Well, um, and then fuck Sabrina because it's the same people. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't people. realize that. They live in the town of Greendale. Yes, yeah. I did know they that. They actually are supposed to be in the same uh, It's universe. the same universe, yeah. yeah. Ooh, boy. Um, yeah. So even furthermore. <laughs> so I watched Sabrina. Um, but yeah, it was just like, it was it was weird. It was And it was violent in weird ways. There's also, uh, I mean, hopefully if you're listening to this, you're not going to watch it, but if you decide to that you want to see it for yourself, fair enough. Trigger warning for arachnophobia, because there is a really horrible spider yeah. scene. Really, trigger warning really. warning for transphobia and sexual assault. Right, and, and like also homophobia. Uh, trigger warning arachnophobia. Yeah. I just, I, as a warnings. person with very severe arachnophobia, I would appreciate if more things would put a little like, hey, there's a bunch of damn spiders in this, so if spiders cause you to panic, maybe don't watch this. I should know by now, though, because all fantasy things have some goddamn spider scene or another. There's always a giant spider enemy or whatever. Um, I'm sure people who are afraid of snakes experience a similar life. Um, It'd still be tight, though. <laughs> if yeah. there was more content, at so, least like yeah. information about what content what would I be What I want to talk about, because Sabrina made me very angry on a lot of like queer levels, but it also... like. It made me very angry in like like negative portrayal of witches in media makes me very angry, but this one specifically felt so targeted towards like the witchcraft practice of young people. Mm-hmm. Like it's 2018, can we stop equating nature worship with devil worship? And can we stop equating devil worship with evil? That's a whole separate set of conversations. Because mm-hmm. um, Satan, well, depending on what kind of Satanism you're talking about, like uh, it's actually pretty. It's just like it's funky chill. humanism. It's chill yeah um and all demons are just names for gods that christianity co-opted um don't at me that's historically true (laughs) um or at me fucking i don't give a shit um (laughs) and uh anyway i wanted to talk about like portrayal of witches in media and probably you know obviously specifically in video games um but like i just want to yeah i just wanted to talk about that because this one is so bad like Sabrina's a witch, right? Which, like, in the original... Again, we're not out here to completely compare it to the original show, but in the original show, part of the fun of the show was uh, everybody's a witch and, and it's, it's a nice cool. time. It's, like, and it's chill and, and cool and, and fun. Yeah. And they don't, like, serve the devil. It's also, like... 
in the in the Sabrina reboot, they keep talking about like she has to have this. It's all really cheesy in a way that like this show Sabrina is like if Penny Dreadful was not entertaining because Penny Dreadful is a trash can show that is also the prettiest show in the world and is extremely entertaining and like way extra and over the top and there's like evil witches and stuff in it but it it commit it's first of all it's Victorian second of all it commits so hard to its like crazy goth aesthetic that it, it manages to continue to be entertaining um whereas Sabrina has none of that um, it takes itself way too seriously. And in the original show, Kai just went to the bathroom. <laughs> Which isn't usually something we keep recording through. But it's fine. Well, yeah, we were going to maybe have a, a back and forth conversation. Okay. Um, I guess I'll keep talking. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, then in the original show, it was like fun and lighthearted and like, there were witches, but it, 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 like in the in the reboot, they keep talking about Sabrina having this on her sixteenth birthday. She has to have this dark baptism, which first of all is a dumb name for a thing. Um, like if I was playing a high fantasy game and they were like, "We have to avoid the dark baptism," I'd be like, "Okay, but could you come up with a better name than that?" Because that's silly. Um, and they keep talking about how she has to sign her soul over to the dark lord, which like I get that they're talking about Satan. They could just say Satan, because it's 2018, and Harry Potter is one of the most popular pieces of media of all time. You can't just keep saying the Dark Lord and expect it to, like, be taken. You know what I mean? Like, you could at least use, like, Baphomet. Yeah, or any... Like, the royalty-free. Right. Like, well, I don't think... It's still very large. I don't... Popular. I want to go back to what you just said, because I don't think Satan... I don't think there's royalties you have to pay for using the name <laughs> Satan. <laughs> I was like, a bit, okay. Right? okay, all right. I see. I, thought, I was like, I don't think anybody has a copyright towards, on the name. It goes towards the, the creation of more statues. Yeah, it goes towards the Detroit, you know? uh, the Satanic Temple and their creation of their Baphomet statues. <laughs> Notice me, senpai. So that guy is a comic. That's not a That's, real thing, oh, unfortunately. But that guy's again. He pops up. He does a lot of shit like I'm that. No, I, that guy's so that, funny. I was like, no, that that guy's doing a. That's a character. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, a yeah. Great, great it's character. a really good character. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Uh, Baphomet, the t- Satanic Temple, uh, is pretty chill. Anyway, um. So yeah, they keep saying that like you have to sign your soul to the Dark Lord. I'm like, again, it's a post Harry Potter world the one of the most popular pieces of media of all time you can't say the dark lord and have people think satan people think voldemort like that's just how it is yeah. you know what i mean uh and it's sat in because because it was already about witches and it was already this dumb shit show it made it sound like this like goofy harry potter joke um and she has this cousin who like ambrose ambrose who is just not a good character i don't understand why he's there and he makes he's just there to like make First of all, give like really ham-fisted exposition about yeah. what's happening. He'll like explain to Sabrina, I'll be like, "You know, you have to do your baptism on your sixteenth birthday," and we're like, yeah, "Yeah, she knows that." Like, what the fuck? Anyway, I was really bothered by that. Um, and yeah, the the witches are just like, it could be so cool, like a dark reboot it, it of also, Sabrina like, that had a sense of humor. People of color in it, which is awesome. Yeah. and there's like trans people in it, which is awesome. And like, it has that, a diverse cast that is in service to this boring white girl. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's, it's orange is the new black sim- syndrome. Yeah, in that way. and that's something that I, you know, one of my one of my least favorite things about uh, modern television is that we seem to be in the era of. Um, 
represent they the people understand that we want to see more representation um that we want to see more people like us and different from us in like marginalized communities on screen but they don't understand how we want to do it because they won't right. ask the communities involved how yeah, would you like to see your community it's represented? Like this weird filling a quota. Yeah. So it, and it feels very quota fulfilling because it's like, oh, here's look, it's a trans person, right. it's like a queer person. Right. Like having a queer body see? on screen um, is not like is this the enough point. for you? It's right. it's not just that I want to see a trans person playing a character who is probably going to be trans. It's I would like to see that represented in a way that is not simply serving the the cis protagonist. Right. Like I would like, like not, not see them get something horribly that I have assaulted any interest in watching that, yeah, on tell I mean I'm plot. not opposed to their yeah, not being a whole plot. I'm not opposed right. to there being stories that talk about the that like bring light to the assault the trans people face on a very, very regular basis. Right. It's just I, I don't I don't want that to be the whole of our stories because right. we also, and also live and are happy and are loved. We need to control our own narratives. Like, they don't understand yeah. that, like, we as queer folks uh, and, you know, not cis folks and what have you, like, don't just want to see us on screen. Like, we want stories about us that we control. Like, ask a question of the person And similarly, it. me as a pagan would like to see stories that I control right, in, like, in as relationship a witch, with yeah. that. Because well, again, and the, the witches in this are like, they serve Satan or whatever. And there's this like, what would be funny if the show otherwise had any sense of humor or in any way was con- like it feels like the witches are the villains in this show even though the show is about the witches. And it also Which feels I would like- be really about if Again, if they were in any way sympathetic, but they're not. Because you can be sympathetic to a villain. Like, I'm all for rooting for the bad guy mm-hmm. if, like, there's any sympathy given to the bad guy. But, like, the witches are the villains and also just, like, other than Sabrina, like, hateful, evil Well, I was going to say, it feels like they're entirely malicious with no seeming reason right, for it. Right, exactly. Other than just, like, they serve Satan. make any... That that it just it feels like a very different television show than the one that they advertise themselves yeah. as because... I feel like most of the time, uh, Sabrina, in its various iterations that I've seen, because I was also I was also a fan of the comic books <laughs> before it was a sitcom really? in the nineteen nineties. Um, I will. Um, but those those iterations represented, uh, like witchcraft as something that was not as terribly as it has been represented especially in the 1990s totally like, it was like it was, other but yeah, it, it was definitely bad. other and it was weird. like funny and goofy and sabrina's magic caused like mayhem wacky hijinks and, hijinks and mayhem yeah. but not like evil and some of the comics did have slightly like darker undertones totally. to their storylines than the sitcom because sitcoms in the 1990s were the way that sitcoms were in the uh-huh. 1990s but it still wasn't like witches are bad and you should fear them it was more like right. witches are just like you and me you know yeah it really, <laughs> and it like, just, I don't understand why this show is about Sabrina and her yeah, family yeah it could be about any old witch right well I but I, I mean just, I would rather it not be but no I, but like I, know. I don't understand why you make a Sabrina show if you hate Sabrina is what it feels like you know what I mean like <laughs> if yeah. you hate the characters in the universe because like again like a darker and a much aesthetically darker show that has a sense of humor Basically, if this show was made by goths, it would be a very different show. It would be show. much better. It would be campier because they in a do, good way. they do this, like, dumb, campy joke. Well, the ants will go, like, oh, praise Satan. And, like, that would be funny if the rest of the show had any sense of humor at all. Yeah. But I it's mean, not a funny... It's not a funny joke because, again, it feels so ham-fisted and, like, 
like the entire uh-huh. show feels ham-fisted they, to me. They worship Satan. Isn't that hilarious? Because the other ham-fisted aspect is the aspect of social justice, and there's a lot of really kind of off-putting references to social justice mm-hmm. in this show in a really interested way because when when Sabrina was sitting with her friend um, at the at the cafeteria table or whatever, uh-huh. and she just kind of like offhandedly made like this really weird reference to social justice culture and yeah. then just kind of passed it by. Um, and also the, the, the Wicca thing, I want to talk about that. Yeah, it, it, there, there were real... Um, lesbian feminist movements in the 1980s and 1970s that were pagan and were witches collectives and those made a lot of positive social change in the world but i want to finish my sentence i know i just Um, wanted to do a definition clarification not all wiccans are witches and not all witches are wiccans no that is thank you i appreciate it yeah that's all i want to say yeah yeah i i hope that i didn't uh equate the two when i was saying you might i just wanted to be clear that everybody knows that we are not equating the two no yes we are not um but there were witch movements mm-hmm. that were like lesbian we're feminist movements, and it seemed like it was kind of referencing that, but in a really weird way. They were like where they were also villainizing way. and well, simplifying they, yeah, they were just it, making fun of it. Yeah, it seemed like, like it was. It was less like. Do you know how pleasant it is as a person who is involved with a lot of those movements to get like nods in media where it's like, hey, we know you and we know mm-hmm. what you're about. Do you get this queer reference, friend? And I'm yeah. like. I sure do know about uh, like switch culture. Tell me yeah. more, fun well, like pop culture. We were culture. talking about the, the honestly the humor in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And yeah, a lot of it is like, haha, isn't it funny? It's yeah, gay. Um, and we're like, and it that is I funny. Love. It's gay because it's 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 like it's not funny because it's gay. Exactly. Oh my fuck, that's exactly it. It's right. not funny because the it's gay. The punchline of the joke in this show is that they named their organization Wicca. Which is, first of all, making fun of an entire religion full of people. Like Second if, of all, making fun of lesbian feminist movements. Right. If that joke was about, like, if the punchline of the joke was the name of any other religion, like, there would be an uproar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if if the if they were like, and the acronym for the this fucking club that I made is Muslim, like, that wouldn't be a funny joke. So no. why is it funny when it's a religion that nobody takes seriously, only because people don't? Like, because we like trees? I don't know. Like... Um, it just sucks because it's so like it it that in combination with everything else feels like it is such it's like Autostraddle wrote this whole review of the um, Heather's reboot and how like oh, that was disgusting. It is. And, yeah, like, it was. This feels very similarly in line with like it's it's feels very targeted towards making fun of like millennials and young people and queer people in a way that's trying to appeal to millennials right. and in young people our, and queer people like a lot of i know i personally know a lot of like young queer folks who practice witchcraft and identify as witches mm-hmm. and have even if they don't most like, of my friends do. right like have pr- nature worshiping practices and like ecological practices and stuff um a lot of people i know young folks who are like reclaiming um indigenous magic movements and like indigenous religions and so forth from you know, decolonizing their spiritual practices and so forth. Um, and that feels like it's all lumped together in this show as something to make fun of. Like, they, you know, they live in the woods and and our witches therefore worship Satan. And then that makes them evil. And also, like, uh, they, like, in Sabrina's, like, mortal life, like, the punchline is that the organization... I was really bothered by the punchline no, of the that. organization being... I am, And here's the thing. I am... Uh, Are you... What? I, oh, okay. I, 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 I thought you got spooked. I thought you did too. I am, I am very into um, 
poking poking fun at some of the like it's funny to use the word pagan and institution but uh institutional problems in various places in uh pagan practices that right, are heavily yeah. gendered heavily and gendered like, and heavily um, white very very white and like especially uh, Wicca, often, and often sexist yeah. um and Wicca i'm was all founded by a white man and yes. it has a lot of uh, and, roots in racism and a lot of roots in and this is true of all religions i'm not this is a person who was practicing wiccan for a while like i'm sorry that's okay roots in racism and roots in sexism and roots in homophobia and mm-hmm. roots in like um, oh extreme homophobia cultural appropriate like a lot of um anonymity library um south pearl um that we just said a bunch of words that sound like goddamn nonsense to most people. Zabuki. Um, but yeah, and a lot of issues with like modern witches uh, culturally appropriating uh, indigenous oh, yeah. spiritual practices like that are not their own. Practices. Yeah, like the overharvesting of white sage yeah. and so forth, and how white sage isn't ours to use. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm all for poking fun at that. Or because, having like a critical thought. Or having a critical thoughtful. I, I think that. Um, I think that oftentimes poking fun at something can also foster critical thoughtful discussions because I, I often like to use that in my yes. own uh, mm-hmm. work. Um, I forgot the word for work for a second, but I, I think that it, it, it this is not doing that. Like no, it's, not it's, not, it's no. not being like, it have you ever malicious. thought about yeah. how pagan practices can be weirdly gendered and sexist? Have you ever thought about no, that? The, Get it? It's the like, joke is that they worship nature yeah. or, the, you know, they were born in the woods or they are like the joke is that they are witches. Yeah. Um, and so, witches are scary and bad. Uh, were there any video games that you were thinking of specifically in relationship with this? Because oh, the only to, person I can think of is Morrigan. Yeah, I just want to have a conversation about like witches and media in general. Mostly, yeah. I want to have a conversation about how much that fucking reboot sucked. Yeah, it sucked. Um, but yeah, and I wanted to see if you had any examples because Morrigan was the only example. I mean, back to Bioware, folks. Morrigan was the only example I could think of. And the whole mage thing in Dragon Age is really interesting because Morrigan as like a witch of the wilds is different. She's a mage, but not all mages are witches yeah. in this world. You know what I mean? Or like even we were talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like how, you know, there were witches in ancient Greece and Ekate being like the uh, patroness of witches and like, and that was just the thing people were. Like, it wasn't bad. It's like, you know, we could have a whole conversation about how for centuries and centuries, witches were just healers. And, like, part mm. of the witch hunts were, like, educated women who, like, knew what germs were and could cure diseases not by magic, but by, like, you know, knowing how the fuck to wash their hands, basically. Um, and, like, were on the up and up of, like, herbal medicine. And the institution has never liked that. Like, yeah. it's the reason, like, inst- uh, herbal medicine isn't, like seen as like real science and or real a huge medicine right now which is yeah. awesome oh totally um, we know herbalists and yeah. it's it's great um but like the joke the the malicious joke in sabrina's feels see feels so much like aren't people like that weird like it's like a stereotype of the millennial to be like you know we take herbs and shit um so anyway yeah in video games uh i was just kind of thinking about the fact that in in a lot of video games there's a very distinct line in the sand drawn between like witch magic and like mage magic or like wizard magic and i just think that that's so interesting because it feels like that's tied to um a lot of uh sexist beliefs totally actually Mm -hmm. about about a lot of the practices of magic because I'm thinking of uh, a lot of the different ways in which games uh, institute, like, 
magical magical realms and it seems like a lot of the time it's negative when a woman is involved in that and seen as more positive right. well, there's when even men are like involved in that sexism in the ter- in like in the Harry Potter universe of oh, to yeah. differentiate between witch and wizard the two genders um <laughs> I identify as a witch personally, gender-wise, yes. I would say. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that there, or even in Sabrina, she says something like, "Your my dad was a witch, a warlock. It's like, is that any, funny? Witch isn't necessarily a gendered term. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's so much of that. And I, again, there's so many problems in the modern like world of witchcraft with white colonialism it, and also oh, yeah. with gender and sexism it's just so weird to me that you can be in like playing an rpg and you'll have a mage or a wizard in your party who's this dude and then you'll go out into the world and fight witches in like the forest and it's like it's weird it's also like dragon age of course has the whole mechanic of like uh institutionally sanctioned mages Mm -hmm. versus apostates which are mages that are not basically registered by the government um is how that works because all the mages that are like legitimate mages are kept in the circle tower and like the government of the place where they are knows about them um and apostates are mages outside of that structure Mm -hmm. um and so morrigan is an apostate and she's of course very much designed by the male gaze um she wears her titty scarf and that is what qualifies as a shirt um, which I'm all in favor of people wearing oh, whatever they want scarves. to as a shirt, like as little a shirt as they want if it is their choice to do so. But Morrigan was designed by men. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, she's very empowered. And not, depending on how you view her, not fully evil, but there's still this weird, it's like even in universes where magic exists, oftentimes the witch is still stigmatized. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Like, Morrigan as a Witch of the Wild, or Flemeth as the Witch of the Wild, is still... It's also interesting because Morrigan, of course, is named... Is one of the few characters in Dragon Age named after an actual real-life deity. And the the Irish Morrigan, um, the goddess-slash-goddesses of lore and many other things, um, uh, are less associated with witchcraft, but definitely associated with, like, magic and omens, specifically... Um and shape shifting like uh the Morgan which they which Morgan does which Morgan is yeah mm-hmm. um uh Solus is also named after uh an Irish old Irish god mm-hmm. um and that whole thing if we ever get another Dragon Age game we'll hopefully get Figure more itself about. out yeah um and even Andraste is an Irish god which is is the you know Lady Jesus mm-hmm. of the Dragon Age universe so there's a lot of roots in Irish mythology sure and Mo- the Morrigan is a deity associated with, with with witchcraft especially modern witchcraft well ancient witchcraft and now modern witchcraft like I know a lot of modern witches who um have devotional practices to the Morrigan and there's this whole priesthood in uh Oakland? San Francisco, I it's, thought. I think it's Oakland. It's Northern California, right, but yeah. it's not San Francisco. Okay. Um, called uh, the Koru Karuvada, um, which I think that's the name of it. Um, and they are a Morgan devotional group. Um, and they honor the goddess by, like, attempting to practice to um, use their white privilege in positive ways and, like, decolonialize their practices. And they work as, like, street medics at Black Lives Matter movements and that kind of thing. Um and like take their role, the Morgan being like a defense, a war defense goddess, like seriously, which is cool. Um, so there's a lot of that in the in the modern, but but yeah, it's it's interesting because Dragon Age, 
doesn't fully demonize Morgan, but there is still this stigma against her different differentiating her as a witch from these sort of like uh legitimized mages yeah other other mages that you can have like win who is in your party in dragon age one as Mm -hmm. well um just kind of the differences in their practices like morrigan's is more nature oriented Mm -hmm. and wins is kind of more i guess academic academic in comparison yeah that's just uh that's an interesting thing to notice Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah i want to talk about some witches because we are them and it's Halloween, and it's Sowing, and it's our... It's spooky, yeah, and it's also you. our... I'm still having trouble with those high, those higher uh, registers. Our most sacred holiday. Well, it, depending on who you are, but if... It's the, one of this, my most sacred yeah, holidays. In my spiritual tradition, it's it's my new year and my most sacred holiday. And the veil between worlds is very thin. There's ghosties afoot. Can I try that one more time? Mm-hmm. Spooky good you gotta get the like waiver on the voice i'm trying i'm trying Spooky. i uh I, I i'm at my uh my gosh what is it my my eighth my eighth year of having been a smoker uh so that's it's not great for your vocal cords Spook. tell you what like some more spooky noises if you like some more spooky noises you should subscribe to us we're starting a choir we're starting the ghost choir um subscribe to if it's gay we play on itunes or spotify or you know wherever uh leave us some ratings and reviews we would love that we would love that um if you want to uh talk about some spooky things we didn't talk about horror games because we don't play them i um Um, the the best horror game of all time is pt it is called playable teaser and uh you should check out that video on polygon about it it's so it's not available anymore um but you can watch playthroughs it's it's the scariest thing on planet earth yeah i've heard it's really 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 scary uh ducky ducky literature club i've heard is crazy scary I'll i want it. to Wait, pt playable trailer uh oh, yeah. ducky um, ducky literature club we've t- I think we I, talked about it on the podcast before. i wanted to play it again, ducky ducky literature club uh feels like it will hit all the things that i specifically find yeah it's very scary triggering. like it's, sig- it's signal triggering and... it's like ptsd triggering yeah no, you thank will you. not be able to play that because of what it triggers yeah for I'm good. me yeah i'm good i'm good i'm good i'm good but it's a very good game so that's why we didn't talk about horror games. Um, but we talk, I want to talk about uh, witches because uh, Halloween is about more than horror. It's also about, you know. Uh, yeah, to be honest, I completely death. forgot that Halloween was also horror stuff. I was thinking more about my witches. religious practice. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so rate, review, subscribe. Uh, if you like spooky noises, we make them every week-ish. Um, that, well, you well, chewing, we make- maybe. Yeah, sometimes the audio I create is scary bad. Oh, hey, uh, oh. You can email us if you want to talk about spooky stuff at if it's gay we play at gmail.com or, or you gay can stuff. hit us up if you want to talk about spooky gay stuff uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, or on Facebook at gay gamers, G A Y G A M E R Z. Um, we would love to hear your spooky thoughts mm-hmm. about the terrible Sabrina reboot. Please don't watch it. If you want something that's like bad and campy and pretty and witchy and you just want to feel you want to watch something that's trash just watch penny dreadful it's if a tr- you, if you absolutely must watch any trash tv please don't watch it on the service that gives it money yeah yeah like, watch it somewhere it, else it, if you yeah, want to know for yourself problematic and 
socially reprehensible TV, stream it off of Kiss TV or Kiss or Press anywhere, TV. anywhere yeah. else that does not give them money. Yeah, I get I get the appeal, but at the end of the day, you don't want to give those people. Yeah, yeah that's what so I did with American Horror Story a couple go, times. Uh, Pirate Penny Dreadful. It's a beautiful trash show. I enjoy watching it very much, and it is awful. Um, or watch the L Word if you want to watch some bad. Yeah, TV. if you want to watch some really bad TV, watch the L Word. Uh, but the L Word is much less spooky than Penny Dreadful. I would argue it's pretty, pretty gosh darn spooky. All right. Well, Penny Dreadful's real spooky. <laughs> Remember when she she gave that person her meats? Yeah. In her poem. Uh huh. Oh <laughs> yeah, you were watching that. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, je- a classic Jenny poem. I give, yeah. I give you my meats. Yeah, that's uh-huh. a Jenny meat poem. Uh, that's spooky, if you ask that's me. That's spooky. Jenny's spooky. Hey, Jenny's meats are spooky. Um, that's our L word reference for the day. Uh, we're gonna go get brunch, and I hope y'all have a happy Halloween, a blessed Samhain. Uh, I hope that you get whatever you need out of this holiday. The energy of death and resurrection is very tumultuous and very, but very powerful. Um, and, uh, honor, you know, your dad and your ancestors on, uh, Dia de Muertos, if that's something that you celebrate, which is not Halloween. Um. No, those are, those are Very much not Halloween, things. but it's around the state, you know, Dia de Muertos is happening this week, so Feliz Dia de Muertos, if that is, uh, your thing, I'll be going to the Dia de Muertos, um, altar and celebration at, uh, Soul Tribe Tattoo in Denver. They have a, uh, if you're in town, uh, every Dia de Muertos, they're doing it this Friday the 2nd. Uh, the shop builds an altar um, to our beloved dead, and you can put up pictures and, and artifacts of your, um, you know, beloved dead, whoever died in this year or in the past, just whoever you want to honor. Um, and then there's a little, like, ritual and a little uh, party afterwards, mm-hmm. um, and then the altar stays up for about a week. So uh, if you leave, like, pictures that are disposable, um, they'll get ceremoniously burned uh, and if you want to reclaim, if you just want to leave objects there for a week and then come pick them up, you can do that too. So, anyway, um, we love you. Keep we love you. Playing gay. Keep being games. And fuck you. And stay spooky. Goodbye. Goodbye. From the grave.